Thank you for listening to Tech for Coaches presented by UnleashedStrengths.com. Tech for Coaches is a podcast focused on teaching others how to leverage the massive power of technology. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tech for Coaches, episode number five, presented by UnleashedStrengths.com, recorded on January 12th, 2015. Jim, before we get into it, fun fact, do you know that 2015 is the year that Marty McFly slaps in to the DeLorean and Back to but the Future? Do you know the actual date? Well, I don't care about that. It? It's the year, oh, because the nah. date's not relevant. This Hover, hoverboards, <laughs> they still have like 60-some days to invent hoverboards. So, we're, <laughs> it, we're getting close. It will happen. Uh, Tech for Coaches was created to help coaches harness the power of technology in an effort to build their business, share their message, and take one step closer towards ultimate success. We are always open to new ideas, so if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or have a question after the show closes, you can always email me, Andy, at UnleashedStrengths.com. You can also give us a ring, 815-441-2219. Hit us up on social media, Facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths and Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Unleash CSF. Again, that's Unleash CSF. Uh, Tech for Coaches is also available on iTunes. Be sure to leave us some feedback on iTunes um, and because the more feedback we get, the better the show shows up in the people's feeds, um, if that makes any sense. And then we get a little bit of higher rating from iTunes. Thanks, Apple. Um, it's not going anywhere here. Technology is here to stay. So we want to talk about it and help you embrace it. So today, my name is Andy Sokolovich. I am your host. I apologize. My voice is a little froggy. I had the flu last week, which was crazy. It's been going around. It's been spreading like the flu. That's what's <laughs> it, it has been, and it was not the one they guessed it would be. Oh, so it's even worse. This it's one. horrible. We, we have here at the Collison House, we've avoided the flu so far. So I'm just right. trying to no flu shot. I'm just trying to stay out of the way. All right, and introducing my other my co-host, the one, the only, the flu-less, Jim Collison. Jim, how you doing? Good, Andy. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about this episode. Today we're going to be talking about, and at first I had, Jim knows this in the past, I've created show notes, which are just notes between Jim and I that we go can use to go through and make sure that we're covering all the content that we wanted to cover. Sometimes my show notes look like, uh, you know, Moby Dick. I mean, it's, 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 it could fill a hardback book. And so what I wanted to do is kind of narrow that down and just focus on on one single topic today. And today I'm going to be talking about what I refer to as a content double tap. Now, what is a content double tap, Andy? I brought this up way back in Tech for Coaches episode number one. But a content double tap is my fancy way of saying, teaching people how to take one form of content, a blog, a video, a podcast, and turn that into several different forms of content that fit on different platforms. So for example, taking that blog and turning it into an ebook. And that's what we're gonna be talking today, how to convert your blog into an ebook. And there's a couple things that I want to get into right off the bat, but number one, Jim, have you ever seen somebody who has maybe uh, you go to their website and they have a little ebook and it says subscribe or download your copy now, a way to kind of generate names for their list and things like that? Yeah, you know, it's actually we've done that at Gallup, right? So we have some, uh, in this sense, we have some uh, works that we've put together on the state of the, of the American workplace or something like that. We make those available in electronic form, and then people can download those to consume them. 
Right. An ebook is a very general term that I'm using. Some people refer to them as white papers, uh, depending on the length of them and the amount of content inside. But listen, you do not need to be a published author in order to put together an ebook. And I want to kind of get that right off the bat. I want to talk a little bit about that's a kind of a uh, misperception that's out there that, oh, I have to go out and get an ISBN number or I have to go out and hire an attorney and do all these things because I'm going going to get I'm going to write an ebook. It's not true. I mean there's are some legalities and things like that we'll talk about as we move on, but an ebook is basically just a compilation of content that you created that you're putting into one big format and then allowing people to read, download, share, digest or download in exchange for their email. Um, so there's really nothing so super or super fancy about it. So you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, Andy, I write a blog. Here in the strengths community, there's a lot of bloggers out there, a lot of people that are writing daily, weekly, monthly, but they're putting their intellectual property down in a Word document and they're actually publishing it to their web page. They're creating essentially the start to an ebook. Because here's what I do. When I get a, I actually authored a group of blog posts called Five Steps to Kickstarting Your Top Five. And it was just basically me listing out the five methods or tactics that I share with my clients, my coaching clients, on how to really embrace their top five or how to embrace their talents. And after I authored all five of those blog posts, I took this first step. I opened up a Word document and I just drag and dropped all those blog posts that I had authored into that Word document pretty simple, right? So now I have this Word doc. I'm looking at this Word document and it's set up and oh man, guess what? It's now 20 plus pages worth of content. So where I thought I never had time to author a book or I never had the energy to put forth into creating a small little manuscript, white paper, ebook, whatever you want to call it, here it was right in front of me. It just need a little bit of tweaking. Um, so the next thing I did was just, uh, and Jim, you can jump in here anytime. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job because this is something I've never done. <laughs> and, and yeah. Honestly, the I thought of doing a book is pretty intimidating, right? It is. And, and I think you're off to a good start with it. I think a lot of us probably have more content than we're aware of. And, and I think, especially for writing, and say you're not writing every day, um, it, it can be one way, if, you're, if you've always wanted to write a book, but you were intimidated by the process. I mean, think about sitting down. You think you got to crank out page after page after page. A blog is a great way to start. So sit down, write out your outline, blog the whole thing first, right? Get some feedback, get some comments, let people interact with it, let people chat with you, have them change things for you or, or, or help you decide which direction to go with stuff. And so I think that's one way to start. Then you've got your blog written, some great content, some great SEO, some you've gathered some people in the process and then go about writing the book. So you know, think of it, a blog is like one day at a time. Anybody could probably sit down and write a couple of paragraphs and produce a blog for the most part. Shoot, I even do that. <laughs> That's possible. Um, but I think it's a great way to get started. So if you're intimidated from writing a book, I think Andy's on to something here when we just think about taking what, and if you're not blogging, it would be a good reason to start. Absolutely. So yeah, taking the content that you already have, and now we've placed it into a Microsoft Word doc. Now we're, we have all of our content, our rich, like, like Jim said, SEO or search engine optimized content, basically mean there's a lot of keyword density within that text. We have it all laid out. Now we're looking at it and saying, okay, well, it's still pretty much a skeleton. There's not a lot of meat around it. So we're going to take some time and author a one to two page introduction, a closing, 
an about me section. And then depending on the content that you're actually writing about, maybe you want to cite some of your sources. So a bibliography, links to helpful tools, links to videos or sales offers. And later when we talk about converting this into a PDF, all those hyperlinks in a PDF document are clickable. So I can click on that link. So we're going to create this as a PDF, a PDF version of, a, of an ebook. And you're going to be able... So think about if you have a business and, and you're, you're doing coaching for, for a profession and you're writing all this great content, how cool would it be to be able to send somebody an email to an ebook that you had just authored and within that ebook was links to all these other sources that maybe include you in them or to your YouTube videos. So you see the kind of trail we're trying to drop breadcrumbs here and lead them into our sales funnel. So now we authored an intro introduction. Introduction, what is that? Introduce yourself. Simple, right? Conversational tone. Why you chose to become a strengths coach. What your intentions were when you actually you got certified. And then how did you deal with your first client? How have you grown as a strengths coach? Um, a closing. This goes at the end of the ebook. is basically just a closing, just like it sounds. In closing, I would like to discuss more of my service offerings. If you would like to contact me, here's what you can do. And then an about me section, which is very similar to the introduction. Um, I always put my about me sections at the end of the book because it's very rich in a lot of links and, uh, and videos, and I don't want it to distract from the main subject of the book. Uh, bibliography, always great. If you're citing sources, make sure that you link back to that source. Uh, that's a great way to do things. It's not only honest and right. I think there probably is some legal issues there as well. You may just get away from citing it, but I think always giving that link back to the originating source is a, a good rule of thumb and a good practice. So now we're looking at what looks like a book. So now we have our introduction, our about me section. We have now the meat of our book, all the subject is laid out there. So whatever it is you took your blog post, even if you just put in you know, top 10 blog posts of 2014, you can create an ebook out of that. So now all the content is there. We have our closing. We have some more GWiz information. We've cited all of our sources. So we're sitting at around 40 pages now of solid digital content. That's amazing. That's your first ebook. You just created this. So test all the links, proofread it, Send it back and forth between yourself and a, you don't need to hire an editor. Here's the thing is I'm not a perfectionist. And if anybody's ever downloaded any of my eBooks, they're going to find out real quick that I'm not always going to catch the spelling errors. I'm not always going to catch the grammatical errors because I want to get my thoughts down on the paper because I think that that information is going to help somebody else succeed. So I'm just not that type of guy. So I'm not going to go out and hire an editor. I did one time and the book came back looking like I never wrote it. I mean, she kind of took my writing style out of it. And I like my writing style. So I choose just to kind of proofread my own work and maybe have my wife help me or, you know, maybe even send it to my mom and see what she thinks. And my mom just puts it on the fridge right away, you know, so, <laughs> but back and forth. So getting it, getting it ready to, so you're proud of it uh, to show to other people. And then we want to take that Word document, okay? We don't want to set, blast that out into the webosphere because your Word document can, even if you know you go ahead and you, and you put some security behind it so people can't make corrections, it's just a sloppy format. It's not an easily shared format. We want to create it into a PDF. This is my personal preference. 
Um, there is a lot of you know .dot mobis and there's .dot what epubs and there's other kind of rich text format ways that you can you can convert your Word doc into an actual ebook setting if you want it to be read on a Kindle device. But I feel like a PDF is the easiest way to send out ebooks. It's the easiest way to read them, and I like the link feature as well. So how do we convert it into a PDF? What I do is I actually subscribe to Adobe's paid version. Um, so I have Adobe Acrobat's what is it Pro? Is that what it's called? I can't I remember. I think so. That. Yeah, I haven't. I've never purchased it. Yeah, it's not cheap. I mean, it's nineteen dollars a month, I believe. But but I do enough with it because it allows you to convert your Word docs or pretty much any document you have, you can convert it into a Word doc, you can convert it back into it, you can put it in a JPEG, you can do all sorts of really cool things. So it's like every time you've had that PDF and you're like, oh, I just need to change that one word and I can't do it. This allows you to do that. So what I do is I open up my Word doc and I actually just save it as a PDF. Very simple for me. If you don't have that uh, capability, you can just go to fiverr.com, again, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, and you can pay somebody $5 to say, I want to take this, this Microsoft Word doc and convert it into a PDF and make sure everything lines up and all the links still work and things like that. And people on that website will do that for $5. You lose a little bit of the control over making the corrections because you're going to have to go back to them and have them reconvert every time. Um, that's one of the reasons why I just paid the extra money. Um, but that's out keep, there as well. And, and you're, you're really careful <laughs> to keep that original Word doc, right, in a place oh, yeah. backed up and right because that's your baby. You don't want to lose that thing. Make multiple copies of it, put it in the cloud, keep it, you know, keep it in places you make sure you've got it and keep it updated. I mean that's a good good point. I mean yeah, this this isn't creating a, a PDF and then and then ditching it the Word doc for the PDF version. I mean, we want to keep all of everything that we've created so far. We want to make sure that we have. Okay, so now we have our PDF. We have a PDF version of our ebook. We have some graphics in there. You know, just like creating any Word document, you can drag and drop images in there as well. So you know, what I like to do is go to my YouTube page and take a screenshot and then cut out the actual video. Uh, the what the screen where the video plays and use that as an image and link that. But so we're now we're sitting there. We have this PDF. It's full of content. It's got a lot of links in it. It represents us well. So where do we put it now? How are we going to ensure that other people get to it? Well, there's a few ways you can do that. My preference is Amazon S3. If you go to if you have an Amazon account, you can go to just Google Amazon S3. And you can actually set up, and it's a, another cloud computer, cloud storing uh, method. What's S3? That's uh, super simple storage or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yep, you got it. Yeah, great. So S3 is just another way to store uh, files and things like that online. So I go to my Amazon S3 page, and I upload that PDF file, and that in turn gives me a link. So I could just share that link with whoever I want, and they could get to that ebook. The other way you could do it is with Dropbox. Again, same thing. People are very familiar with Dropbox.com, a, a great place to store your, your content on the cloud, and then it just provides you with a link so you can access it from any computer that you go to. So now we have a link. Now we have our PDF is positioned somewhere on Amazon or Dropbox, and we have a link now. So the easiest way to get that link out is to start sending it to people. 
Um, what I like to do actually is rather than just send somebody a link and say, here, I wrote this ebook, here's the link, I like to create a nice little slick 3D cover image. And one of the websites that I, a uh, couple websites I use to create cover images, and when I say cover image, I mean an actual um, image that looks like a book cover. Because what's cool about ebooks is, yes, they're not tangible. Like, I can control P and I can print them out, but I'm not going to be able to put my hands on I'm not going to be able to turn the pages and read it. It doesn't have a, you know, a spine to it. But we can create images that makes it look like it does. And it kind of gives us that, that uh, perception of an actual book and, and kind of that, that feel. Um, so that's what we're going to go for. So using Photoshop or PicMonkey or whatever photo editing tool that you like to use, um, and I suggest you become uh, accustomed to using at least one of them because now that you're an entrepreneur and you want to start taking on some more marketing and advertising and things like that, you're going to want to learn how to use this type of stuff. So create yourself a book cover. Now, the dimensions and stuff can vary. Um, you could just Google uh, just dimensions of a standard book cover and you can create yourself a book cover. You know, use your picture and some other things and if you don't feel comfortable doing the photo editing, you can go to Fiverr.com and, again, pay somebody $5 to design you a book cover. And then I go to a website called MyEcoverMaker.com. Again, it's MyEcoverMaker.com. And this is a cool little site. So what you do is you go to that website, and then you click on a cover creator. And then it brings up all these options of different covers, and they're all 3D cover images that either look like a spiral-bound cover, it looks like a cover in a set of, in a series of books, it looks like a nice thick hardback cover, it could be a DVD case, it could be a CD case, whatever you want to do, whatever fits within your content, you can select that 3D cover, upload your image to that myecovermaker.com, and then it'll your image will actually appear on the cover of that 3D book pretty simple. Then you have to make some modifications and stuff just to make sure that it fits nicely, but that's it. Once you're done, you finalize your cover, and I think it's $1.99 or $2.99, depending on uh, the size that you want. You can actually, with your PayPal account, buy that image, and it gets sent to you in a high-def or high-quality image size, and then you can use that image to promote your ebook. So that that's pretty cool. And I, I use myecovermaker.com a lot. And in my marketing business with a lot of my clients who create how-to tutorials, step-by-step, -step, um, instructions, product introductions, things like that, we actually make a little DVD, uh, three-dimensional DVD case. And then what I tell people to do is, so now you've created your ebook. We have a representation of a 3D book image. So now we're going to add that 3D image to our website, right? And we're going to start directing people there. If you have a website, if you don't, I'm going to give you another little sneaky trick. But if you have a website, create a page for that ebook. Uh, or if you're familiar with how to use uh, programs like MailChimp and you have an email autoresponder where you're collecting names to build up your email list, you can use that image as a promo to get, or as a, some way of a perk to entice people to give you their email address. So, um, you know, check out our latest ebook and, this, and have the title of your ebook. And then all I have to do is put in their first name, email address. And then if you set up that autoresponder correctly, it'll send them uh, that link that we created using Dropbox or Amazon S3. I know this all seems a little complicated. Um, I don't but, think it's that, Andy. I don't think it's that complicated. <laughs> you know, walk through the. You'll make those these. You'll make these processes available in the show notes. You know, absolutely. And a lot of this stuff, just take it one step at a time. 
right? Yep. From that from that standpoint, you you can create this. It's if you want to do this, it's a great thing to do. You can get it done. Just walk through the steps. Yes. Absolutely. So now we have a 3D image. We put it on our website. We're promoting our book. One of the best places I tell people to slap that little image and let people know what it is, is on their email signature block. I do this all the time. And basically it has my signature block, has my business logo, my standard contact information. And then right below that, it says, hey, wait, before you move on to the next email, check out the latest ebook that we wrote. Um, here it is. If it's free, it's free. You can say free ebook and then actually have a picture of the book cover and then hyperlink the book cover to go to that link that we created using Amazon S3 or Dropbox. And also make sure you include the actual long uh, character link next to that. Because sometimes um, different email providers will actually uh, filter out um, embedded links as spam and you won't be able to click the image. It won't let you get redirected or something like that. So make sure you actually put the full link in there as well and just explain to people what it is. It's a link to your ebook. But think of how many emails get sent back and forth every single day. Um, especially if you have, like with Outlook, if you have it set up to put your signature block in, every email, whether it's a reply or it's you know a brand new email, that's a lot of sending back and forth. That's a lot of opportunities for somebody to see that ebook cover and then click on the content and, and read what you have written. So, so it seems like the, the process is done. And, the, and, that, and it, for the most part, it is. But there's a few things that I just want to talk about here before we go back and I kind of breeze through those real quickly again. Again, all this information will be on the show notes. I don't expect everybody listening to this to digest it right off the bat. But there's some things that I want you to think of. Sell or give away. Are you selling your book or are you giving it away for free? Okay, here's some of the things that I've battled in the past. If you give it away for free, it's fine. I mean, you're, you're, you're getting your content out there. People are reading what you have to say, and they're digesting it. And then hopefully it's full of a ton of call to actions. Call to action is telling somebody what the next step is in order to do business with you. Here's the caveat. If you're going to give your book away for free, make sure you pack that thing full with opportunities for people to do business with you. And don't show all of your cards. You know, Don't give them everything in a free ebook. Because you work, you're going to work really hard for this. Your blog posts are your intellectual property. They're your ideas. They're your vision. And you have to value that. And for so long, I never placed a value, even a 99-cent value, on what I created. It was just going out there in the web for free for people to digest. And I think it lost a little bit of its luster because it didn't come with a price tag. Now, that being said, if you're going to charge for books, you really got to make sure you do your due diligence and you look at the legalities of the both not only the information that you use, names you might have dropped, um, but also corporations that you're maybe affiliated with. Gallup is a perfect example. In order for me to write about StrengthFinder, strengths-based development, positive psychology, I have to make sure that I put a couple key paragraphs in at the beginning of my book that basically states that this, the information that you're reading is of uh, the, my own creation and it's my thought, not necessarily affiliated with Gallup. And it's just your standard legal verbiage. But you got to make sure before you go out there and tell somebody that you want $10 for a digital download that you're, you're not going to get sued by anybody. 
Um, so do your own due diligence and just make sure that you're not out uh, plagiarizing or you're not misquoting anybody. If you're going to use their, if you, it's one thing to put their name and maybe uh, misquote in an ebook that's free, um, still not correct, but it's somewhat forgivable. But if you're profiting off of it, usually people want to make sure they're getting paid their their uh, dues. So, um, so do some homework. And then we talked about a little bit about using your ebook as part of uh, list building or an autoresponder via MailChimp. I'm not going to go too much more into detail on that. Uh, it's, it's been done time and time again. It's all over the place. Uh, it's a great way for you to be building up your email list. And I know some people think, well, I don't need an email list. Well, you're partially right. Do you need to have an email list in order to be successful uh, within a, as a strengths coach? The answer is probably no. Okay, you don't. Word of mouth will suffice. Things will go around. It's a small enough niche. Does it help you to get information out there? New ebooks that you write uh, coming down the pipe? Yes, absolutely. Because you want to have a list of people who have agreed to receive content from you in exchange for their contact information. These people are, are priceless and invaluable because the more content you create, the more they'll be willing to digest it. It's always easier to sell to somebody who's purchased from you in the past rather than trying to, every time you write a new ebook, go out there and break new ground and try to find a new set of eyes. Um, so these people could be your best marketers um, out there in the battlefield talking about strengths and strengths-based development and using your name as, as, the, uh, as citing the source. So I would suggest you build up an email list. If anything that I have mentioned during this is just way off, it's just so confusing, you don't get it, feel free to email me, andy at emlystrengths.com. If you would like to just hire somebody to do this for you, I can also do that. So my first business is Bent Business Marketing, and we are fully functional and capable of creating any kind of digital format, digital content in any format, and that includes eBooks. So um, you can, again, send me the same email, andy at unleashstrengths.com, and just let me know that you need some help and you would like to seek out some more, uh, of, understand some more of my professional services through marketing in order to do this. Jim, you got anything? Right on. No, I think uh, for most people, it's just a it's just a process. You know, writing an ebook is going to take you some time, and uh, you know, from a payoff perspective, you know, you're not going to retire unless you. I mean, unless you're super dynamite in what you do. This is, you know, it's a way of. And I think, Andy, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I I think I would start small and work larger than try and just tackle a big gigantic project. You know, no, right you're start. you're absolutely right. You know, start cre- small. Yeah. Yeah, just create small little bits of it. Like I mentioned, you know, start with a blog if you haven't written anything before. Now, if you're if you're a seasoned writer and you got a whole bunch of content, uh, get that stuff done, get it wrapped up, put it in a book. And I think an ebook is a great piece to give away to because I think the money is in the email lists. By the way, I mean I think in any business, the still email is the number one way to reach your customers. So. Um, I think an ebook is one of those kinds of things that you can, you know, you can sell, but you can give away for free for people who sign up for your website. Mm-hmm. You know, that that will put their name on the list. So some great opportunities. I think you mentioned that earlier, but mm-hmm. some great opportunities uh, to get that done as well. And I've done that. Um, what HubSpot? Uh, I think they do a really good job of of offering you free content. Uh, what's another one? Blogger? Uh, no, is it, is it Blogger? 
I can't remember. I'll do a little research and put it in the post notes. But I know when I was starting this whole marketing thing and I was learning about digital marketing, there was so many people out there offering eBooks, but it was information that I wanted. I wanted to know how to do this. So for instance, if I offered an eBook that said, uh, you know, six steps to creating your own eBook and that was something that you were interested in, would you be comfortable giving me your first name and email address in exchange um, for that eBook? And the chances are, you probably would be unless I violated that trust. And then there's the whole can spam act that allows you to unsubscribe from any email list. No questions asked. Um, so there's a lot of built in safety nets with that, but an ebook also does another thing. It provides a sense of, I don't want to say mastery, but guruism is that sure. a word? Can yeah. you say guruism? To, to legit. Legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Legitimacy. When you're talking to somebody and they're saying, well, how do I know that you know what you're talking about? Have you been able to do it? And you say, well, I actually wrote a book about this. And it's just an e-book. It's just a short e-book. It's under 60 pages. It's a quick read, but it's jam-packed full of information. It'll give you some how-to steps. It'll have links to videos, links to other great resources so you can digest some more information. It has all my contact information in there. How cool is that? How cool is that to send somebody that as opposed to just handing them a business card that they shove in their wallet and then you know wash two weeks later? Um, so the, it's just a great way for you to kind of promote yourself as a true professional and a guru within a niche or an industry. So that's why I absolutely love creating them for clients of mine. Some of them that I've created in the past were for the jewelry business. Um, we've also created ones for uh, job creation when somebody was talking about uh, how to obtain employment from a certain organization. So there's a lot of great ways you can leverage eBooks in order to build a massive following for your brand or even you and your personality. So it's not about just having an ebook, slapping it on Amazon.com, and then hoping people come and buy it. That is an that is an option. I mean, my two ebooks that I have on UnleashStrengths.com are now currently on Amazon for ninety nine cents for the download, and I just felt like that was a fair price. Uh, they weren't massive ebooks, but they were full of really cool content and my intellectual property that I wanted to place a value on. So ninety nine cents it was. But now I have that. I created that. I'm out there. So when you search my name. Not only do you find uh, my blog posts and you find things within my website, but you also find Amazon links to books that I have authored. And I think that's just a really, really cool thing and a great way to kind of boost trust and recognition within my industry. So that's pretty much it. Do we have any questions in the chat, Jim? No, I have not seen any, Andy, but uh, I, I think some great content here will remind folks that if they... You'll have a list of kind of these steps out there. Yes, it will. They'll be available in the show notes. How would they find those? Uh, show notes will be available. you got to give me a couple days to get them out there, but UnleashStrengths.com. You can just click on the T4C, Tech for Coaches tab, and you can see all of our most recent episodes, today being episode five, and then all the show notes with the links and stuff will be available underneath those posts. Um, so you'll be able to click anything that – I'll try to link – Everything that I talked about, including websites, uh, different products, and uh, links to some of the books that I have authored in the past, and hopefully that'll give you some more information on, uh, how, or at least an idea or a rough idea of how you can kind of use those as a template to start creating your own content. Um, and as always, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. If for some reason you can't find it and you just want a direct email, I'd be happy to send you the show notes right to your inbox. Awesome. It's called a wrap. 
All right, this has been Andy and Jim for Tech for Coaches. Tech for Coaches, again, is designed to help people that are out there building business around coaching, coaching excuse me, to embrace technology and use it to spread, create awareness and spread the message that they're out there, they exist, and they're ready to do business. Again, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths. And as always, we're tweeting on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Unleash CSF. Check us out on iTunes. You can download all our latest episodes right to that sweet Apple device. Again, this is Andy signing off, and I'll see you later. See you, Jim. Good night. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Tech for Coaches. Remember, don't fear technology, embrace it. This is your host, Andy Sokolovich, and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. System shutting down.